Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, Episode 1 Routine. Uh, Tilton Cruiser in the Just studio. Just one moment. Which, I 114. Think, well, okay, it was close. It was 114. Uh, join, joining us live in studio to my right is... Me, Ryan Winkler. <laughs> Andy Brampernard. I can see we're going to have to start this again. Uh, Patrick Garofalo. Citizen legislator Farmington. <laughs> I thought when you said Winkler and Garoppolo were coming out, I thought it was Janine and and uh, what's his name? Henry. 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 Yeah. Oh, I love Henry Winkler. You ever met Henry Winkler? Never had the pleasure. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. Sincerely, a great guy. Janine Garoppolo. There's got to so be much. one of us. Yeah, there's <laughs> got to be one decent <laughs> Winkler. Winkler. And that's Tom Bernard. We'll be right back after these minute. exciting announcements. What did you have well, something you wanted to yeah, say? Well, You're supposed to introduce yourself. Why is Jimmy you... Francis here? We, that's the only one we're missing now. Oh, we wouldn't get any words in it. <laughs> that's no. true. That's very, very true. Uh, Tom Bernard. <laughs> we'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back. Excited to have these guys. Is this the second time you guys have been in together or the yeah, third? Yeah, I think so. I think it's actually the third. third. Well, because you guys time. were each in individually. And then we thought, well, let's get these meatheads together at the same time. It'll be brilliant. Well, yeah, I guess that it is right. Well, the first time I was on was by myself. So That's just right. to I think it's the second. Yeah. Definitely running out of content ideas. That's right. Yeah, so talk, nothing, talk slow. So that. anyway, to set this up, Tom and I said, yeah, let's get them back in. It's been a while. End of the year. It'll be a lot to talk about before we head out to that. Florida. <laughs> this was your idea. Anyone with that So I get the email going. And Pat, you know, uh, uh, the member of the responsible party, emails me right back, says I love to do it. And then I'm just like, all right, Ryan, where are you? And so I'm, hey, Ryan, did you see this? Because, you know, it's a modern era. We all have like five emails, right? One in the morning, somebody jumps in from Farmington, Minnesota, and goes, Winkler, you POS, answer the damn question. <laughs> wow, somebody's well, having fun. Well, well no. let's be honest. It really has nothing to do this with This was like me. within 12 hours of the first email. <laughs> yeah. So keep in mind, I am like Ryan is the majority leader of the Minnesota House of Representatives, person of Ooh. influence and stature. Okay, Big I am in the minority. Right. Right, so there's, I think my level of responsiveness tells you about my amount of free time versus <laughs> <Wait a> his. <laughs> Wait a second, that means that Ronald Winkler basically would be anti-minority. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at him. He 
he's frozen. He's frozen. He's frozen. He's frozen. He doesn't, he doesn't know where to go I'm with it, Tom. <laughs> Luckily, no. it's you saying it, Tom. Yeah, there's no way to believe it anyway. That's very, very true. You know, honest to God, I never thought I'd get to a point where, where I could sit in a room with, with uh, a lot of different people, have a good time doing it all. But uh, see, I tried to prove to people all along that I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. You kind of... Democrat, Republican in the middle. It's that way over here stuff that I'm not a huge fan of, left or right. I just settle down. So my uh, my brother is a sprinkler fitter, and of course his misfortune is he's not as smart or as good looking as his older brother me. Sure. So sure. Uh, he might be listening right. to this. Like, that is unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, so he must be he, an ugly son of a bitch. But he uh, <laughs> he, he might be go. listening, so I got to take a shot at him. But the. He actually had a really good line last week. He said, it's less about Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives. This is more now about people who want to tell other people what to do and other people who don't want to tell other people what to do. And that's really how it's kind of started to boil down here is that people – there's the the micromanagers and the people who just want to be left the hell alone. Can I – no, Doug, it'll be no okay. go ahead. You, you remember you weren't going to say anything for half an hour. But I don't remember saying that. I thought, I said, I'm going to chirp like a madman <laughs> the whole time they're here. Uh, but Andy's already heard me ask this question to about four or five different people. But I still, somebody explained to me the cancel culture deal. Cause he, and here's what I'm talking about. Um, so do you have children? Oh, yeah. Okay, how many children do you have? Two. Okay, and how many do you? Three. You have two and three. So I don't like you, and I don't like you, so I'm going to come to you and cancel you. I'm going to ruin you. Well, I've also ruined your wife and your children. And why, How can people do that? I don't understand how you get in your head that it's okay to destroy people that haven't done anything wrong. You know, the worst case Mob of that. mentality. Rec- it is. The why do they do it, though, The worst case recently, and it's Sarah's hometown it's in terrible. Hastings, was that board member that wound yes. up having to move out of town because their kid's trans. I, I thought, I, that oh, really... Jesus. Just, See? And outed them in public media. It's just I mean, like... Come on, why? Why do you want to harm people who have done nothing wrong? Yeah. Well, a lot of this, I think, is that, let's be honest, people will say and do things on social media they would never do You're right. in person. You're absolutely There's just right. something about the anonymous nature of social media. This wasn't, and I the, mean, and this the is mob the mentality. Co- Everybody gets in the same group yep. and they spin each other yeah, up. And yeah, it's social media, but it's yeah. the same on a text thread or any place else. Yeah, if you have it is. a group of people who all think alike and there's nobody outside saying, actually, you're full of shit, they'll just keep spinning and spinning and spinning. I love But it. the thing that triggered this, and it's like the mod, the new latest thing to get pissed about, it was a, a race for a school board seat. Yeah. So what right, did school right. boards become contentious? I don't remember that. Well, but you have to remember this now, year. The biggest <laughs> okay. The biggest contributor to politics now is the teachers union. They give more money to politics than any other union in the United States. Well, and people are so there you know, you go. when you're talking about you know, it's like Ryan and I work on state legislative issues, right? Right. So right. we're voting on billions of dollars and important things. When you're dealing with city council or school board you're talking about the school that you, someone's kid is going to go to. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the road that does or does not get built in their neighborhood. And it's very, very personal. Like, I would never run for school board or city council. Oh, no, no I wouldn't. No, no. you gotta, you got to be insane to do that. Like, like, even before, I never would have done it. But it's incredibly personal to people. And when elected officials disagree with uh, issue, issues like that, the response is, well, you're not listening to me. And it's like, well, no, I'm just, we're looking at it from a different perspective, right, broader right, community. Yeah. Nope, doesn't matter. But no, the, 
um, Ryan's right. There's there is no one there who's offering up a mug of calm down and saying, "Hey, why don't you have a sip of the calm down here and just chill out?" It's just people feeding off each other. And have you guys seen the social dilemma? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I saw that, one right when it came out. It, yeah, it, it really was well done. You yeah, what'd you think about it, Tom? I thought it was interesting. I really did. I was going to scare the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's very, very scary. People are just not reasonable at all now. I mean, I literally... You know what what I'm hearing? You know, I think that was always the case. We just didn't get to see it all the time. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But you know, personally, what it's done, and I've been trying to work through this part, too, is there are certain people that have this great fear of me personally now. Because I just go, no, that's bullshit, and don't do that. And it... It strikes fear in them. Well, which Minnesotans is very, really can't handle that. They can't handle that. That's very, very. Well, I guess but I'm not going to hurt anybody. You scare the shit out of me. So yeah, I guess I'm in that. But you got a red <laughs> owl shirt on, man. I, nobody can scare anybody with a red owl shirt. On. Yes, I love the red owl, man. Could you describe him? Well, he was wearing a red owl t-shirt. Let me see <laughs> no. if he knows enough about the red owl. All right. What was the name of their brand of soda they sold? There was the the red owl brand of soda. What was it called? Oh, jeez, I have no idea. Brimful. Brimful, brimful oh. soda. Absolutely. It's amazing that happens. didn't survive. That's what happens when, <laughs> that's when you hire the cheapest ad agency. Where did, uh, really? where did they end up getting absorbed into? Like so, so it's probably super value, I would guess. I, yes. Well, so, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. it was super value. Let's and see. Super here. value's gone. Yeah, well, much. super value got bought out by, I can't I, remember. What is it? Unif- Unfi or Un... Un- yeah, I think it's I think Unfi. Right. UNFI, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, 1968, it was... Purchased by Gamble Scogmo, whatever the hell. Oh, that Gamble's is. department oh, stores, baby. Now you're talking my generation, right there. <laughs> not mine, clearly. No, no, I'm defunct before I was born. So or anybody yeah, else there in you this go. room. No, yeah. Well, uh, but Gamble. then I wonder. So yeah, I guess when Gamble went defunct, then so did Red Owl. I think so, probably. Because it doesn't appear that they sold off to anyone. They just died. But where'd you get your shirt? So I I never go shopping. Never just I just hate shopping. <laughs> and my wife sent me to the grocery store it. one day and for listeners I'm wearing a red owl sweatshirt. Um, she sent me to Cub Fo- Yeah, sent me to Cub Foods to get some stuff and on the the ra- you know, the clothing rack at Cub Foods. I love it. Side, I saw it and I'm like, I gotta have that. I think I, that is I So I think that tells us that Red Owl somehow is now owned by Cub, otherwise they wouldn't be able to sell their shirts. Uh, yeah, Red Owl, the naming rights are owned by Super Value. Now. Yeah, and there Super Value owns Cub. Yep. So there you go. So there did. you go. We've, we've solved all the world's problems today. You don't need Tune to in next week imagine, for more imagine it the took, history of grocery stores. <laughs> it took five people to figure this out in and, five minutes. And the computer. <laughs> and the internet. And, <laughs> pretty easy one. I think we got a long ways to go. All right, yeah. let's go. Right. We'll come up with a simpler uh, question then. Uh, what are we going to do with the $7.8 billion? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll have some. Yeah, I mean, it's for people that don't know, we've the uh, budget forecast came out last week, and the state of Minnesota's government is awash in money. It's just, it's, and we've what I read, we've actually collected about half of it already, right? Yes. About, so, I mean, so it's what I'm, my point is, it's probably a fairly accurate forecast. A year ago, it was like, what's going right. to happen? Right. It's, really a, it's, a, yeah. it's an obscene amount of money. I mean, the, the state general fund budget for one year is about twenty-five or twenty-six billion. So it's just it Jesus, is a lot of it is a lot. It, but it's important for everyone to remember this that this is uh, as they say fugazi. It's fufu dust. Ooh, I like fugazi. Yeah, this is okay. This is all because the federal government has printed and borrowed trillions of dollars oh, and thrown it at the economy. Here we go. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Here. <laughs> well, no, 
<laughs> Thank you for welcoming Representative uh, Pat Pat Rand into the. Pat Rand. <laughs> but, but right, it's it's more un- money for Kentucky. Well, no, it's it's Go unsustainable, ahead. right? Like they have they threw trillions of dollars at the economy. You know, it turns out that that has a stimulative impact, but the federal government is on a fiscally unsustainable path right now. True. And an unsustainable fiscal behavior ends the same it way. Has, it has been since 9-11. Yeah, I, I would say this didn't just happen. Oh, no. Well, no. But it got worse. But just, just to be clear, yeah. I, I'm not, and you can, if you're looking to criticize uh, fiscal unsustainability, unsustain- there's plenty of blame to go around for the clowns in Washington. I'm not just saying this current crop. Oh, no. I, you're but right. there's also no question that stimulus at a time of a deep uh, recession like we were seeing last uh, summer is exactly the right thing to do. Every step along the way from the federal government, in my mind, has been exactly right. We are recovering faster from that COVID cliff than anybody expected us to do. The reason why our forecasts show these surpluses is because we're doing so much better, so much faster. So it's been the right, th- it's the right policy. The policy works. It's always worked. It's good to inflate through a, de- a depression era. Uh, deflation is way worse. Uh, so we're doing the right things. The problem with inflation right now is not because there's so much federal money. It's because the economy is shifting in a way that people are demanding way more goods than services. They have more money to spend, and so they're bidding up limited supplies. It's basic supply and demand is why we're getting the inflation we are. Right, but don't you think that was caused by giving all that money away? I think having normal people having money to spend on things is what we want in the economy. Yeah, but we don't See, want to I give think, it to them to spend. That's I think it was give it. People are working for it. Uh, a lot of people aren't working. There are 11 million jobs open right now because nobody wants to work. Well, with historically well, low unemployment. Well, so just so you guys know, okay. Mike Galfan is on yeah. the phone yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's on the phone. By the way. It is Galfan. What were you saying, Mike? I was just saying that people are retiring. And that's why that's why you you see that the you know that there are all these jobs that, that no one wants to do. But a right. big part of it is just that that never never before in our economy have we seen so many people just saying, "All right, I give up, I yeah, retire." But that's because they're getting free money. Well, and plus, I mean, Mike, you probably got some well, opinions. They're not getting free money. People retire. That's, right. that's they're not know, getting free money. Not, it's, really mostly, it's about people who've saved up. Who can afford to retire? Well, Mike, isn't you know, this, this true? That I think I think I don't think the government is just no. handing out billions of dollars to people they because they don't want to they, work. But Mike, isn't were, a lot of this, Mike, snowplow drivers? Don't you have opinions about people who are snowplow drivers? And was it, isn't that an old story, Mike? Didn't you didn't you have some interactions with snowplow drivers in I your neighborhood? I believe so. I believe that's right. Do you, you want to, re- Mike? Can you refresh the uh, listeners about? You guys don't know that story? Tom, no, you I this? do, yes. Oh. I have no idea. Mike, did, didn't you offer one time on the radio you made a comment about snowplow drivers and something happened? Um, you know, the only the only thing that happened between me and snowplow drivers was I, I talked about what a great job they did. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, like, the next week there was a huge storm. And so the city, the city uh, plow guys... Uh, just it took a little right turn and plowed out my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they like just bury your driveway? Isn't that what it was? No, no, no. Well, well, the thing was, I lived at the bottom of a hill, you know. So they'd come roaring down the hill, and this was about you know a two-block thing where they're pushing all the stuff down the hill. And, and since I'm at the bottom of the hill, that means there's like about a four-foot wall of ice in front of my driveway, which I. 
according to my calculations, would have taken me about 23 years to clear out. <laughs> well, that's true. Although or global sun, warming maybe. is helping. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the next week, they just plowed out my entire driveway for me. Oh, that's how it should have been. I, I love this guy. Oh, I think Pat's story's better than the the guy that actually told it. <laughs> no, I thought. No, I, I guess maybe I'm maybe acid flares or something are yeah. in my brain. But like, I thought the story was like you had made a you complained about them, and then they just buried your driveway. Like one day they came in and flooded the not flood like took all the snow from the cul-de-sac. Or that was Mike Douglas, not Mike Gelfand. Mm. Yeah, Mike well, Douglas. People, Common misconception. You know, I mean, it is true that people twist uh, memories into something they enjoy. <laughs> yeah, like Mike suffering. More satisfying that way. <laughs> like Gelfand you know, suffering. That's, that's why uh, in a courtroom, eyewitness accounts don't really count for that yeah. much. But and it's, it's true. I mean, we all remember things a certain way. That's that true. happened 20 years ago, and then we find out that we're like about 180 degrees off. That is true. Well, th- I think, at least I do. I don't know. Yes, I didn't mean to derail the conversation from the inflation we're having, but it's just it's it's important for people to understand that we have. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We take a look at what's going on. I mean, the federal government is borrowing too much money. They're printing too much money. The Federal Reserve just announced they're going to do some curtailment of these things, but. I mean, this is not sustainable. And at some point, if Congress isn't going to step in and act like adults, you're going to have the bond market impose discipline, and that's yeah. okay. That's going to suck shit. Okay, that's going to yeah. be really, really well, bad. We don't so know. Just, we don't. At some point, it is unsustainable, but we have no idea what at what point that is. Well, I don't think we should wait until to find out. So <laughs> well, I agree. The we should. Question. We I would mean, definitely be better off. Uh, we would definitely be better off uh, raising taxes and cutting spending. Well, I think you get it half right. <laughs> That's because you're offering the same free lunch that everybody taxes. else is offering. Well, no, I think we should cut spending, though. I mean, I think we're... we're On re- what? Well, if we take a look right now... Anything you like. Homeless, yeah. homeless, <laughs> homeless children. Oh, yes. yes, homeless children. No, the most exactly. vulnerable in society, probably, and the senior citizens. No, I mean, these are <laughs> these are really... I mean, like the healthcare area is where you're seeing the biggest explosion in, in cost, right? We just got to be realistic. We have to be honest with people because right now, I we think do. It's something we would, would agree with is that people in Washington are not being honest, and they are not. They are true. they are continuing to ignore the problem so they can get reelected and put money in their leadership packs and put their families on payroll. But the reality is, at some point here, the chickens are going to come home to roost. And there's always a price to be paid. Always, always. That's a good way to put it. Yep. But why do we have to keep paying it? Is my problem. Why is everybody who goes to work and busts their ass, we're always the ones that have to pick up the tab? That does get old, Ryan. The people who go to work and bust their ass and don't have a lot to show for it at the end of the day have better tax treatment than people who make oh, billions agree. of dollars doing nothing but having more. the carried forward interest deduction at a hedge fund. You'll get no argument. That is on that where one. the problem is. It is not the average person. They are not getting sweetheart deals they are actually doing a lot worse than they did a generation ago there's no question about it why did we do that why did we just give away the store to all these billionaires i don't get it why did we do it well there's money money they got the money and they contribute that's that's it they They contribute to all that's part of it but there's also it's what also something that happens when there's big economic disruption when a whole new technology boom changes yeah. everything who are the rich guys right they're the ones the who rode that guys, early yeah. wave yeah you know so but there's still yeah. plenty of people who don't do anything but move money around and all, right. they just have their basket out to collect their 
you know, half of 1% every year. But if you're moving trillions of dollars, that's a whole bunch of money. But I have a question for you, and I'm not trying to run Democrats into the ground or any of this stuff. It just happens that that's who he sucks up to. This son of a bitch, what's his name, that creep? This guy I hate and don't oh, know the, the name guy of. That he hates. <laughs> no, I don't Is even it want on to, page 47 or page I don't even want to mention a guy's name. I can see his face. That's dirty bastard. He destroyed the Hungarian economy all by his... Oh, George Soros. George Soros. I don't know George Soros, and I've never sucked up to him. God you don't, because that bastard is doing more to harm America than any living human. He's already ruined, like, two countries in Europe. And he's got those space lasers, too. Yeah. (laughs) Was he a space laser? That was the Rothschilds. (laughs) Was that the Rothschilds that had the space? Who had space? I don't even know this story. No, it's Marjorie. Marjorie Taylor Greene's of Jewish space lasers. I don't know anything about her. That's what triggered COVID. There really are some entertaining people. We could sit all day talking about how your crazy people are worse than our crazy people. The bottom line is that there are not enough adults doing the work. I agree. I couldn't agree more. So the allegation is that the right wing is more crazy than the left wing right now? That's what you're saying? I think they got a little lead this (laughs) I I gotta tell you, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'll take that. I'll accept it. The Democrats could catch up with a little effort. Well, they're doing their training. They're they're really trying hard. I'll say that. Well, uh, you know, I... This year, the big thing that has happened, two things have happened. First of all, a Democratic president means that people realize we kind of own this now, right? So it's not just a matter of criticizing Trump. And for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then there is uh, the fact that, uh, and this is, you know, in the scheme of the world, this is small. But the, the vote in Minneapolis, I think, showed a lot of people that there are limits to how far left you can go no, and no, have no. even progressive voters support you. And that enough. is a corrective uh, time that I think is going to be important on the Democratic side. On the right, there's still no limit. They are still searching for the horizon line of crazy, and they're running as fast as they can like, to get what there. Do you mean? What, like, how are they crazy? And I'm not saying they're have not. Have you heard of QAnon? That's not Republicans, though. That's there are elected members of Congress who believe that the whole government is a conspiracy and to Robert allow Byrd people. And Robert was a Ku Klux Klan member. What's that got to do with it? Well, Robert has a long changed. history. Of that. No, he did well, not. Also, actually, the point is that these are people who claim that the entire function of the government is to perm- is to is to allow people to steal and molest children, and that Donald Trump was sent to this world by Jesus to stop it. Well, Jesus is right over there standing on the... (laughs) And they are elected members of Congress and a whole bunch of people in Congress who are afraid to say no to them. Oh, yeah, but as long as you got the squad, it's all even. Or Pat Mm -hmm. and colleagues telling the Mayo Clinic how they should handle vaccines at the Mayo Clinic. I mean, come on. I didn't sign the letter. (laughs) Okay, Pat, I'm sorry. I amended Pat's Pat's colleagues. Okay, so I didn't didn't (laughs) sign. And second of all, if you you read the letter and not the headline, what they were saying was, uh, gosh. All right. uh, Why am I getting involved? 37 37 members members of the Minnesota House of Representatives, not a single health care uh, you know, not a single doctor among them right. decides to write a letter to the Mayo Clinic and tell them that they've got vaccines wrong at the Mayo Clinic. It has to do with exceptions <laughs> to the process. I mean, I think this is I mean, it's a serious issue. You talk about we're not talking about smallpox. We're talking about COVID. Right. And we're talking about when an employer 
should be compelling employees to engage in a medical procedure they don't want to engage in. It's a serious issue. And there were there's concerns in southeastern Minnesota. These are it's not like Republican legislators came up with this. These are thousands of Mayo employees who are like, hey, I have concerns about this. Now again, if you're talking about smallpox, you're talking about whooping cough, it's a totally different and I'm vaccinated, I'm pro vaccine. But when you're talking there are some people in society that if you go to them and tell them you must and you shall do things, it doesn't matter what it is. They'll push but back. The mandates you're the, you're actually the, work. You're the same way though. Like if I come to you and tell you, get me a glass of water, you bitch. Right, you'd be made more than happy to give me a glass of water, but the fact that I'm telling you to do something, you're going to push back on. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the, it, well, the letter. You know, if you read yeah, the whole letter, it's very on. reasonable. It is not reasonable in, in for all, 37 fairness, elected officials to tell the Mayo Clinic how to do health care. <laughs> it's just ridiculous on all, its face. In all fairness, the problem, the biggest problem here, is that the uh, all, all these issues we have with health care now, and uh, and the threat that COVID of COVID that just hangs over us. We, we, we know that, that now we've got a new variant which is just exploding. Mm-hmm. And we can't talk about it. We cannot solve these problems by talking about medicine. We, we, can't, we can't let the healthcare people even have a say in it in some cases because it's all politicized now. Polio wasn't politicized. Right. No, that's very... I agree with that, Mike. I really do. And I think that... I wish it weren't. Yeah, but part of this is we just... I mean, I think the public has reached the point where we can have a level of candor that didn't exist a couple of months ago, and that is that COVID's never going to be eradicated. No, it's not. This is not small... Okay, so this... Which my son said, what, about a year and a half ago? You said COVID will never be eradicated. Well, any aerosol virus, it's it becomes endemic. That's just how it works. Right, and so, and that's a really hard thing to communicate to people. It's not it a really is, fun yeah, message, but we have to accept the fact that, you know, whether it's well, see, the the problem with that is, and I, I, I'm a used car salesman. I'm not a scientist, so, but that, I think it's entirely possible that you're right that it's not going to be eradicated like polio is. No, it's not. But the the numbers are overwhelming that what's clogging up our hospitals are unvaccinated COVID patients. That's fair. Yep, and that's, that's correct. Gonna, is, you yeah. think health care costs are out of control now? I have a question for you. It's probably it. get cheaper. <laughs> Can we follow? Uh, let me just follow my line here because I want to bitch about this. I really do. Go ahead, Tom. So I got Who is that, it? Another I, person you don't like? <laughs> yes, page 94. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me jump in here. No, okay. So, so in May, I got vaccinated. Okay, I never had any problem with the vaccine. The, the people came to me and said, we really appreciate it if you got vaccinated. I went, okay, no problem. So, That's not what happened. It's exactly what you happened. Were, we were in these chairs, and, and you, you set were it complaining up about how hard it was to get a vaccine appointment. And I went, no. No, I was complaining about how, how about hard it is working with three o'clock tomorrow with, with Target? <laughs> and by the way, he, met, he, he leaves one part out, however. Which is I go to my appointment at CVS at Target. Two miles from here. Two miles from here. The next day. And I said, uh, I have an appointment to get vaccinated. And she said, what's your name? I said, Tom Bernard. She goes, we don't have an appointment for you. I said, yes, you do. I was there when my friend was making the appointment. She goes, we have no appointment for Tom Bernard. I said, I guarantee you I have an appointment. And she said, and I quote, we do have an appointment for Thomas Bernard. Oh, and I'm letting this dumbass jab me with a needle. Great. You know they those, didn't invent the vaccine, and it's not hard to put it in. Those okay, Blake no, graduates are like that. Let me continue just a little bit here. Okay, so I get vaccinated. Yep. And then uh, on November 11th, I got the booster. Okay. 
And then uh, about a week later, I got COVID. You know how pissed off I am? I followed the rules and I still got COVID. That's my life right there. Well, you follow the rules, you still get it. But it's a numbers game, and even though it you is, got yeah. it, it might have been the reason that you weren't hospitalized and you were... But it might have killed me if I hadn't been might. vaccinated. Right, yeah. could have. It's, it's well, you know, the, the other thing is that we need to start... We need to change the conversation a little bit because when we talk about people who are fully vaccinated, yes, that that's totally a misnomer. Because yeah. if you got your second shot, or in the case of Johnson & Johnson, your first shot, mm-hmm. eight months ago, you, you don't have much of that immunity left anymore. Yeah, that's so true. It when is, we say yeah. fully vaccinated now, we have to be referring to people who got the two shots and the booster. But we haven't done that yet. But I did get the booster, and I still got screwed. Well, but, but also you said you got sick a, a week later. And the booster doesn't kick in for, booster? what, 10 days or something? A couple something? Of weeks yeah. or so. And you might add so up you weren't fully immunized from the booster yet. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, yeah. we would all be better off if this weren't a political debate on whether it's a good idea to get a vaccine yeah. or not. Yes. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. There's no question. I, 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 so, Mike, hang, hang on a second. That, we got to take a break. You're and we a just, little long After there. 24 <laughs> minutes, everybody, all six of us, finally agreed on something. We'll be right back that after Ryan these exciting announcements. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. It's Tom for Profile. The great resignation is real, folks. People are changing jobs faster than they change lanes on a highway, and you know how that's going. Experts say they're leaving because their current jobs are not fulfilling their true mission. If this sounds familiar and you have a passion for helping others, the good folks at Profile want to meet you. I'm serious. I can speak from my experience. My Profile coach, Haley, was the difference in my weight loss journey. Profile's a great place to work, I'm telling you. Again, they offer competitive compensation, benefits, a 401k match, flexible work schedules, and a sign-on bonus. Not a health coach already? Well, don't worry about that. Profile pays for your training and health coach certification. So... What are you waiting for? Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities or find them on Indeed under Profile by Sanford. Profile, transforming lives one relationship at a time. So anyway, you son of a bitches. No. We're back. <laughs> Star Selling Secrets. This is going to be a great episode. I just wanted it to is, take man. a moment out to note the passing of Bob Dole. We didn't talk about it last oh, yeah, week. Yeah, and whether you were on his side or not, I you know I was always attracted to his sense of humor. He got, I think he was it was funny. in 97, he was receiving a Congressional Medal of Honor or something like that. And he gets up and he goes, I, Bob Dole, do solemnly swear. Wait a minute, that's the wrong speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So what was the deal with him 
whenever they he got parodied, he talked in the third person. Was that like a thing he actually did? He did do that. He did. He held a, and he had the damaged left hand, and he would hold right. a pen in it yeah. as kind of a distraction. Yeah, right, yeah, hand. That, that right, hand. right hand. Right hand. That was from uh, getting shelled. Yeah. Yeah. His spine said to me? like was almost severed. Yeah. Remember what he said to me? No. This is true. When he ran for president, what in ninety ninety six ninety six. He comes on the KQ Morning Show, and we start. And he goes, I want to tell you what an honor it is to be on with Tom Bernard at KORS. Oh, no. <laughs> KORS, the core. Do, do a little, uh, little studying before you come on there, Bob. But well, one of the, it was, he was a nice guy. He was the hatchet man. I mean, that was yeah. his, his reputation yeah. was to be you know, the hatchet guy on the, on the right. And then you know, with time, you become the elder statesman and much beloved man of honor. Right, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Well, just like is happening in radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same story. Same come, thing. When do I get to be the man of honor, though? I'm not there yet. Apparently, that's still well, down the road Bob somewhere. Bob is, what, 90? So he's well, got a little right. ways to go. i got 20 years to go, man. The, uh, well, remember Norm MacDonald and him. Norm MacDonald oh, is yeah. yeah. yes. that, that great skit with both of them. Yes. There, there's another loss this year, yeah. losing oh, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Only 50 or something like that. Uh, even with the internet the way old. it is today, isn't it amazing that they were able to keep that private? Yeah, because yeah. he had cancer yeah. for, what, 10 years or something like yeah. that? Yeah. A long yeah. time. And just one of the all-time greats. Just. Oh, great guy, well, We too. had a great moment with him when he was in the studio. Yes. How long ago was that, Tom? Oh, God, 20 years ago, you think, Mike? Yeah, Hang on a second. There, 15, I'm going to pick up some of the names ago. you guys are dropping. And he, <laughs> he'd obviously been up all night. Right. You may remember that. And uh, he comes in, and uh, he's a little bit bleary-eyed, and there was, may have been some powdery stuff on his uh, shirt. <laughs> That's real nice. <laughs> along, with, uh, along with mustard. And Would you speak at my funeral, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Remember, I get a bell and a cord. Anyway. No, but he was, he was very funny, but, uh, but clearly he'd been having way too much fun. <laughs> yeah, he was a little jacked up, that's true, but he, he had some of the greatest... That story that he tells about Bruce Coburn is one of the great stories. He's up on stage. Yeah, that's that, oh, yes, with, with the K, right? With the CK, yeah. He, yeah so he comes yeah. up and he ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me introduce you to the, the musical act for today. Here's Bruce Cockburn. <laughs> and he comes up on stage because his name is spelled C O C K B U R N, right? Or it used to. I think he changed the spelling. That's a good idea. <laughs> but he comes out on stage and he says, on the microphone, he goes, actually, uh, actually, Norm, my name is pronounced Coburn. The C and K are silent. And he goes, well, no, actually, Bruce, uh, I think the C and K are the least silent elves. <laughs> <laughs> the least silent letters of the alphabet. Just, just an improv genius. <laughs> no question about uh, it. He was a genius, no doubt. That's one of those things that, like, I lose hours at night where you go on YouTube and they start, the algorithm starts suggesting oh, videos know. to you. And oh, every yeah. single video you click on is great. And it's like, you know, Norm MacDonald pops into my feed and it's like, here's an yeah. hour of just oh, greatness. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, but amazingly kept it secret. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's good. Yeah, he but, did. Yeah. He did, absolutely. And I want to say something I said off the air. Just that, You know, it's so nice to have uh, five people in a room, another man on the telephone. We don't agree on a lot of things. We do agree on some things. Yet we could still laugh and discuss it and maybe learn something. Maybe we could put this on TV instead of the dog shit they put on CNN and Fox. <laughs> that was <laughs> just nice. garbage. Everybody it's is terrible. better off not watching any cable I news. I couldn't agree absolutely. more. It's terrible. Terrible. Twitter, like if you like, I pay attention to my reactions, 
every single time I look at it, I feel worse afterwards. You, you do yeah. various yeah. reasons. Oh, yeah. What do you guys? Right. What do you? What news programs do you guys watch? If you watch any regularly. Um, well, what I try to do is read rather than watch. Yep. You just consume. So the you're Farmington get... Town Tattler? No, or? no, no. Like, okay. But I mean, the, 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 <laughs> no, I, like I get my I get my information from Facebook exclusively. Yeah, right. What's yes, wrong with yes. that? But no, what next I try to do is, door exclusively. Yeah, next door exactly. Oh, the for, community pages. For places that, that for Facebook isn't violent enough, you just go to next door. Anyway, oh, it's nuts. But no, I just I try to like read, but I actually try to seek out. Like alternate opinions to find out what the narratives are. Yeah, and it's literally, you don't know. If you just go, yeah, to, but you're not reading no way. And I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you read? Um, so major news sites that lean left or right, just read both of them. Okay. So if you go to foxnews.com, you'll get a narrative, and then if you go to CNN, you'll get a narrative. And the reality is, you're going to cover news top topics that don't overlap. They don't overlap, and you'll get a pretty good cross section of what mm-hmm. the arguments are, yeah. favor or against. Yeah. So. If you go to Fox News, unfortunately, you're not going to get any information right now about the text messages that were sent to Mark Meadows his during January 6th. Right. Did you hear anything about that? I'm kidding. Okay, no, but, but if you go to Fox News, it's Liz, a it's a it's a blackout. Liz Cheney read them, right? Yeah, Liz Cheney <laughs> read them on primetime TV. Is she going to get a lot of Christmas cards from the GOP? Do you think this year, Ryan? What did her she's dad playing do a to long her? game that nobody can see the end yeah. of? I but I have a question: What did her father do to her that she's doing this? He did something, man. No, I think the Cheneys, they don't lose. Yeah. They just, I, yeah, they, they I get, they don't, well, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, and, that's a good point. And I, I, everyone looking at this going, what is Liz Cheney doing, whether you agree with her or not? I'm of the theory that she knows more than these other guys know. And if yeah, you look probably. at Mitch McConnell's comments this week, where he's, they asked him about it, and he goes, well, I look forward to the investigation and seeing who did what and what, like, there seems to be something going on here. And those those text messages to Mark Meadows on January 6th, those were pretty damn revealing. I haven't even seen them. Oh, it's... Uh, I, I've been avoiding the news, literally. Well, talking about, you know, Ryan, you know, these cable news frauds, right? Like Ryan Winkler? Well, there's only... <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. He's my representative. Yeah, he. Well, so I you're the only. So he wants to save it for himself to go after me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I, I thought I was in your. Remember, I used to think I was in your district, and I missed it by about a two yeah, blocks. And then you feet. moved somewhere. Then I moved. Yeah, I got the hell out. That was magnificent. It all worked out in the end. But I, you know, I, I the big, the biggest thing I have going right now, as far as Fox, NCN, and both. I don't care about your coffee cup and your T-shirt and your book. Could you tell me what's going on in the world? That's the yeah. thing. There's like 5% Jesus. information and 95% bullshit. It is. Well, it's just at, nothing but bullshit. Look at the Chris Cuomo stuff. Oh, I know. God. I mean, like, talk about getting caught with your... He was $6 million the... a year? <gasps> it's they a paid ragged. him $6 million a year and, for that? And they're entertainers. That's, and that's all it's they a, are. So yeah. people yeah. are watching entertainment under the misconception that it's information. That's why right. I, I prefer to read... Rather than watch, okay. absolutely, and, and so and, and I, don't get caught up in a daily like spin cycle. Usually, yeah. yep. if you are just paying attention, the news that actually matters will kind of percolate up over the course of days and weeks. It's not like what's happening this second. Right. Yeah, and I spend a lot of my time trying to correct people on the internet. I found that very productive. It but, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you it, can it, win it, arguments. It's a full-time job. Oh yeah, <laughs> I okay, did so. win. I did win one though just yesterday, or the day before. Somebody posted. It was a repost of an article about Fox, about Michelle Tafoya, about how she was getting canceled because oh, right. of comments yeah, right. that she'd made about Colin Kaepernick, 
Well, I know Michelle really well. I, I would say we're friends, actually. And last summer, we invited her to speak Friday at the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association annual luncheon. And right. she, she, I remember she said, let me check. That's a bye week. Yep, I can do it. So she came, and she was terrific. And by the way, she's considering running for political office at some point. Oh, there's a shot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the so story is, is that she's not. been canceled, and that's why she hasn't been on the sidelines. I'm like, no, apparently she knew that uh, she doesn't have to work all, what is it, 17 weeks out of the, well, with a Super Bowl 18. Right. Well, Mom um, read oh. a text from her on the air two days ago, yeah, I think. Because Catherine and she stay in touch. Yeah. yeah. It's and like directly... Uh, what's the word I want? Refuting? Yeah, refuting. That'll yeah. work. Refuting all of those news articles about how she's been fired forever. So I posted that, and my the far right-wing friend of mine that I was responding to went, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Thanks. Isn't it fascinating, though, that at the end of the day, the news site gets what they want out of it, which is this clickbait. Yeah, right? that's yeah. right. That's right. exactly. They page one article, exactly. page thirty retraction. They just so, want yeah. churn. That's page, all they, care they want about. attention. They, just like they say in the, the well, social dilemma. Is there dilemma. any way we can get the fair and balanced doctrine back? When was that? Like nineteen eighty-eight that that yeah, got shit canned. Yeah. Well, and apply it to social media. Well, yes. if we could well, just apply it to our, our is, broadcast right? media, it would be a start. It would be something. I don't know Michelle Tafoya, and I, you know, I'm. I, I don't really care much about this whole controversy, if there is one. But what I do find intriguing is that is that people are taking sides, and uh, it is a pretty trivial thing, you know, in the long run, right? You we, took her where, runner, where, and she gave you the heart. Where, are, heart where are people taking sides? Well, no, it's, on, it's that on Twitter. Well, no, yeah. like, so Fox. Yeah, so you, in this it, case, if, you... if you don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But did she or did she not get fired? Because they still ran the story. Like three of them ran the story again yesterday. I don't think so. So she didn't get fired. No. no and, Why and, are they going after her then? What did she but, do? But so this is this is how God. like they're literally reverse engineering stuff. Yeah. To yeah, create stories, to create clicks, and then that gets put into Facebook, it gets put into Twitter, and the algorithms that promote stories, right? Take this and elevate it because it gets attention. Facebook makes right. money off your attention. That's right. Yep. Twitter makes yep. money off your – and it doesn't matter if what they're sending you makes you happier or sad, if it's true or false. They just want your attention. When so Zuckerberg was testifying in front of Congress, and he's not known for a sense of humor, but I thought this was a, it was a brilliant line. I don't remember who the senator was. It's like, well, if you just give the content away, I mean, how, how do you make money? And he goes – we sell advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, no, have you ever heard of radio or television? Yes, right. Jesus. No, this guy's a senator. I don't remember who he was. And hey, they, 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 they still think the internet. They still think the internet is bank tubes. Yeah. this guy's in Washington. So it's no, it's and it's a serious issue because it's promoting more and more disinformation, polarization. To Ryan's point is that it gives the impression that we're much more polarized and divisive than yeah. we really are. Yeah, that's right. I hope that's true. Right, in the, in the case here, this is, a, this is a story that was generated to, ge to, to click. And right, There's, there are issues that elicit a response from a certain part of the population. You mm -hmm. want to get people fired up about how BLM sucks, just mention Colin Kaepernick, and it's like there's a segment that will go. Oh, and it looks like it's significant if it's 10% of right. people, right? That's yeah. a huge yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know. But right. it's just, I think you're right. It is kind of button pushing. It's and that's why well, this out. In both Twitter and Facebook, you can change the settings so that your news feed, instead of the computer selecting what you're going to pay attention to, 
you can select it so that it's just chronological. It's the most recent things that'll show up into your feed. Yeah, that's good. And but when you do that, you pay less attention to it. That's why in Facebook, every time you log in, you have to make it recent. You got really? Go, yep, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Now I you don't can go on social media. So I don't know. Yeah, so it's 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 really it's ridiculous that again these supercomputer algorithms that know your brain more than you do. You know, I, I learned something about myself from the algorithms the other day. Apparently, I like redheads. <laughs> Didn't know this. Well, look Whoa. at your shirt. Yeah, look <laughs> at that redhead. No, these, these things, the they, big old redhead. They, right. they know to the tenth of a second how long you look at a photo. I know. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I remember, it's God, terrible. 15 years ago probably, Target was sending people things in the mail saying, congratulations on getting pregnant, here's some baby items, uh, to teenagers who were buying pregnancy tests. Target knew they were pregnant. Their parents did not. Oh. oh. But yeah, the uh, user data thing has been going on for a long time, and it's been being refined every day since. I, and I'm even okay with it for myself. I'm you know, perfectly comfortable with the Internet figuring out stuff that I will like that I don't know about myself. But what I don't like is that it's just constantly churning negative attention. Because yeah, yeah, negative, yeah. Attention, gets attention. negative attention is way more powerful than anything positive. Exactly. And also fear. Remember, we have a survival exactly. instinct that's built into our brains. Yeah. That if something, if you're posted, something's posted to you that is a threat to you, your brain is designed to pay attention to it, to raise your anxiety level, mm-hmm. to get you to pay attention. So now you've got a right, bunch of people. That's their whole business model. Exactly. Yeah, and so what is. happens is you've got all these people, when they go on, and a lot of them are senior citizens, going on Facebook, yeah. and they're just getting a perpetual string of things and on the left and the right telling you, yeah. you need to fear your fellow Americans. You need yeah. to fear your neighbors. Well, that's you need to be why, scared. I, I try to tell I my parents, really turn off CNN. It's like, yeah, stop watching this. I still this. get all this spam, uh, and I can't get rid of it. I get all this spam. You know, uh, they want they want to sell me uh, they want to sell me uh, products like uh, like uh, you know Viagra, except it's usually not the real deal, but right. Viagra like right. and that kind of thing. And what bothers me, it, it doesn't bother me that I get the mail itself. It just bothers me that they know so much about me. Oh, they definitely know there, about there you. There is right? some paradox with those commercials because I get them too. I understand, <laughs> but I I responded, but everybody else has stared at me. It's your fault, Kelton. Even though you get Viagra well, ads, you, there's still young Russian women that are dying to sleep with you. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> I, I well, don't they know you that. have well, Viagra, so maybe yeah. that's it. I want to I know if it's okay, ads. Mike. If you order some food, I'll deliver it, throw it in your driveway, and then drive over it and leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. You believe that woman did that? That's that was amazing. It's unbelievable. If you guys, someone can tell the story about it, but it's just it's Blaine, Minnesota. Yeah, and again, <laughs> this is an example of one lunatic, right? Yeah. And that yeah. story is not representative it, of most. What did they have like a Nothing. Blue Lives Matter flag or like, something? It wasn't even that. It was a thank you police. local Bl- Blaine okay. police department. So they were supporting the police department, and DoorDash right. driver got pissed and trashed their chow. And yeah, like, wrote a message to him about f you, you moron. Yeah, they, she wrote on like their front door in. <laughs> Uh, chalk We're or all just better off not to know this happened. <laughs> yeah, you're probably it, it right. It serves no you're interest for right. this to be well known. You're right. right. So this is <laughs> Ryan Winkler running for Senate in a couple years. I'll read it once it becomes a book. <laughs> <laughs> good but no, the, good these idea. sorts of lunatics out there doing crazy stuff, right? And then the ecosystem just feeds it into giving us the impression that it's normal. 
It's not normal people yeah. don't do that. Right. That's right. Okay? No, they do. And that. it's not. It's not cool. The comparison between looking out my living room window into my neighborhood compared to like any screen that's available inside my house is night and day. I sit yeah. there and I think that is actually what's going on in the world out right. there, yep. except for this relationship between this algorithm, the screen, and my head. Like that is that's inside my own brain only. It is. It's unbelievable the it's stuff not real. people will say on email. Like when the oh, Viking God, Stadium man. debate was going on. Right. I had a guy literally email me like, if you don't get the stadium done, I'm going to fucking kill you. Well, hey, do you understand well, what that is? And Jesus. so, so like I contact, like I contacted the guy to talk to him on Clearly the phone. Clearly a recent Vikings fan, not a long term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then I said, well, why did you say that, Tommy Kramer? Why would you? No, it was, no, it wasn't. No, it was not. No, 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 no. It was no, not. Tommy's totally kidding. Great he's a great. Have you seen the cool stuff he's doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he, he hosts like these parties for charity. He's a great. And, like, you really? Can, yeah, you can like. Uh, and I don't know if it's his house or someone else's house. You can like pay a certain amount of money. Uh, you get to watch the Vikings game with him and maybe like Ted Brown, some other guys, mm. and uh, they give some of the money to charity. And wow. for me, you know, I'm 50. That's really cool. Like you yeah, know, I, I really live in cool. Farmington, so. TK, you know, he used to be down in Lakeville and stuff, but anyways. Um, but no, you, like, so I can't, I confront this person who says literally those words. He wants to kill you. Yeah, like, if you if you don't pass the stadium, he's like, ah, oh, I'm just blowing off steam. I'm like, whoa, no, hold on, I go, hold on. Yeah, no, that's a threat. No, I'm like, do you understand, steam. like, if I take that email and I forward it to Capitol Police, like, you're going to have people visiting you. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean it that, Pat. You you know what I mean. And I'm like, no, no I no, don't I, know no, what you no, mean. No. There's just but so, on the other hand, if you... Most of the time, people who are coming at you with confrontation, if you just put down your defensiveness and your ego and say, they're, they don't actually care about me, they're upset about whatever this thing is, and I'm just going to talk to them, nine, more than nine times out of ten, people are going to just be happy that you listen to them, and they're going to give you respect for doing so. But if, you, if you're defensive, and not this guy that you're talking about, but same thing, Viking Stadium debate there, I had voted to defeat that bill in committee, and was opposed to it before I switched. And <laughs> before I switched, the, the people with the horns and the braids and all that stuff were parading around, and they oh, saw me they? and they wanted to like get in my face. I said, "Let's talk. Here's my concerns." And they, at the end of it, it wasn't like we're you know great friends, but that they felt like they their voices right. mattered and were heard by somebody in a position to do something, and that made a huge difference. That 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 yeah. bill was the one time in the time I've been in the legislature. The one time where I thought what I did might actually jeopardize my public safety, my, my oh, personal yeah. safety. Really? Oh, no, I've been there. Well, know, you, no, here, oh, here's the story. So we bring the the bill comes to the floor. This is 2012, and I offered an amendment that made the Wilfs pay a lot more money. Oh. Okay. So it did a lot of things, but it was one of these amendments where if you were in favor of the bill, it was really hard to vote against my amendment, and if you were against the bill. It was really hard to vote against. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it basically made the Vikings pay more, got the public to share in the naming rights, right? And so it goes, the amendment goes on with like 90 or 100 votes, two thirds legislature votes for it. And afterwards, a friend of mine pulls me to the side and goes, Do you know what you just did? I'm like, Well, yeah, I'm trying to get the stadium. He goes, No, no, no. You just took tens of millions of dollars from a New Jersey land developer. Yeah. I go, Well, it's not his money. He goes, Well, that. That may be your perspective, right? Maybe have a view. <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh come on. And he's like, no, I'm I'm not kidding, Pat. And I, and I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, I guess from their perspective, they're probably like, this, you know, 
It just kind of made me think about it. Now, nothing happened. Right. And you know, everything. But it just it was the first time. Well, and ask yourself this. Is the value of the franchise increased or decreased oh since 2012? There is no good solution yeah. for these things. Like, yeah. It's a shakedown. And we're going to pay the money because we're not going to lose the Minnesota Vikings, right? That's right. just not it's an outcome. And you know what? Public money to support things that people like and make their lives better is a good thing. I support trails and parks and museums. There's no reason that we won't pay the shakedown money for the Vikings to have a franchise here. That's a good way to put it. And it's, uh, you know, you don't want to end up like Cleveland or worse, St. Louis, yeah. where the team leaves, they pay triple the money to get a to get a new team to come back. And... At the end of the day, we paid for it primarily by people who choose to use electronic pull tabs. You know, can, can anybody truly love the Minnesota Wild? Like, can you really like? They're like the one good team in Minnesota yeah, but can right you, now. Can, like, there's yeah, no relationship. The like, with the North Stars gone, to me, the Wild is always going to be like the second place, re, you know, the replacement that's never as good. I don't. Norm Green still sucks. He still sucks. That <laughs> he took your team. To Dallas, Dallas, baby. I, I used to work for the North Stars. I cleaned up trash in high school after the. I loved Met Center. I loved oh, working yeah. for the North Stars. You have to clean up after Louie Nanny. That was kind of the Louis trial run the for the best. That. <laughs> Lou is. Oh, Louis actually, we talked about this the last time we were here. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. yeah he. Um, I, I'm, I'm a high school. High schooler working Graduate. at Met Center. No, at high school. In high, it's like the late '80s, and Lou Nanny would treat. The high schoolers, the way he would, the executives he with his class, you're, 100% you're super important. Just a great, great guy, and that's you know, he is. Yeah, and so, but no, it's his wife's I better though. Francine's a better person than he is. Really? Oh God, yeah. His <laughs> like, wife's phenomenal. Why can't the Wild be the Minnesota North Stars? Why can't like we have the White Sox yeah, and the Red Sox? No, that's true. Why can't they have the Texas, the Dallas Lone Stars, and the Minnesota North Stars? Yeah, I agree. They, they, the money they would make off merchandising and branding. Yep, yep. People still buy the North Star stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's important. You know what? I here's here's what I want to see. I want to see our license plates. I want to see the motto on the license plate say Minnesota, the Loon Nanny State. Mm-hmm. Not the Loon State, the Loon Nanny oh, State. I see what he did there. Get there. You know, you got to break it up here, but I got to say one thing. What I do, what you're talking about, people threatening you, because I've been threatened for now for 50 years, right? And here's what I've always done I followed Ted Williams' lead, and he did it, and now I do it every time. Somebody approaches me with something like that. I follow Ted Williams. I look at him and go, the fuck away from me with that shit. I <laughs> <laughs> did well, that to a guy. Well, it see, was phenomenal. Uh, see, I, I, have a different, I have a different coping technique. Uh, my, my dad's name is Pat Garofalo, too. So I'm oh, not a junior, okay. but with the same okay. name. And so I just say, hey, come after me. Here's my address. I just, I, I just give him, yeah, I think my dad's listening right now, so maybe he'll... Uh, I'm sure Mr. Phone's Garofalo, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just send him my mom and dad's address. I want to say this again like, uh, before we break away. I know it's your show, but I am so impressed that we come in and not agree on every damn little thing and, and end up still being friends in a good mood. I love that because you don't see that on TV, man. Uh, it's, you don't. It, you know, well, none of us are going to make it on TV. Either. No, that's true. That's <laughs> but I mean, like, like, like teasing and hazing each other and joking, yeah. right? Yeah. It, what I find funny is like sometimes you will see Ryan and I on social media or even in person go after each other. Yeah, of course. And then some other person tries to step in. Oh, and we're both like... Like, what are you doing? Get like, out of here. Get, get out of here. Like, you are not part of this. Like, you know? And so there's nothing better than when Ryan and I rip the shit out of each other on the house floor. And then afterwards, I go over and go, oh, that was a good one, I Ryan. got you to flip me the bird on the floor once. Always <laughs> did you really? One of my greatest successes. That's phenomenal. And then, and then another member stepped in. and was like, Representative Groffle just made an obscene gesture. And I'm like... 
it's Winkler and me. Like, and we're laughing about it across he the He thought board. it was you that did it? Or no, he I did. It, it I did. He did it. I, I do that with Bob Sansevier on Facebook all the time. We just spar Sandy. constantly. Oh, but every once in a while, somebody will jump in. And I, I lean left, Bob's lean right. We're both relatively responsible grown-ups. But then somebody will go after me and go after me hard, and Bob goes, yeah, uh, get off my page. Sandy's a great guy. Now, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, life's too short to be angry and upset. Yeah, it really and, is. Just got to be smarter than these social media things. The next time you get pissed off about something trivial, just think about something that matters. Exactly. Because right? at the end yeah, of the day, you're not going to remember this stuff. And, and the one thing you have to keep in mind is that so much of what we're exposed to, whether it's uh, CNN or Fox, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whether it's your in-laws, any politician, so much of what you're exposed to is simply people communicating for the sole purpose of making you angry. That's correct. Right. That is absolutely correct. And that's why we can't trust the Jews. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's going to be... Uh, uh, Ryan, thanks for uh, listening to uh, the final episode of Walter Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We will never be back on the air. Thanks to our... Thanks to our Republican representative from Farmington. Pat Garofalo. We'll be back next week for the time, final. Uh, is that our last one this year? Uh, yeah. 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 Last one of the year. The last one Unless you want to do one on the 30th, you can. If... No. Yeah, you'll be here by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, if well, you we want. can do one. Yeah. Doug and Andy look up dumb stuff on the internet. Yeah, there you go. Tune in on December 30th. Have a great Christmas. Uh, have a great Hanukkah. Have a great Festivus. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa and all the other ones that I've missed. We'll see you next week.